Shout out to the voice of the Michigan wine industry, the Michigan Wine Collaborative. The MWC is here to enhance the sustainability and profitability of the Michigan wine industry by supporting wineries, growers, and other businesses and individuals connected to the industry today and for future generations. To learn more, head to michiganwinecollaborative.com. That's michiganwinecollaborative.com. Let's do our part to support and promote the Michigan wine industry. All right, back to the show. episode 55 we here and we alive man 55 55 and live you got the zero on you got the russell westbrook on today so 55 jason williams is the first player that comes to mind okay yeah um white chocolate uh yeah anybody else 55 55 dominique rayola detroit lions great don't quote me on that Uh, um yeah i'll have to i'll have to look it up and see if anybody else but yeah for sure it was a nice on the uh, J. Will. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. He held us down when we, when we didn't have nobody. He was, <laughs> it was him and Eminem, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Jason Williams. Um, the check-in, man, what's new? Oh, by the way, Wayne is still in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, sure. he, yeah. Ranger is still out doing Ranger things. Doing Ranger things, having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, I right. saw some of the stories on IG. So, shout out to Wayne. Uh, happy to get back and talk about the trip next week. Yeah, because um, it looked like a blast. So, oh yeah, super excited to see what Wayne got into, and hopefully, to we ain't gonna put his business out like that. But he was riding an iguana <laughs> last time I saw him. He's riding an iguana. Oh yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he was doing some. Oh yeah, he out there <laughs> getting busy for sure, man, for sure. But with that being said, um, this week, what's happening? What's new? What's new? You know, just preparing for the weekend at, at this point. All right. Bachelor party coming up. Oh, for real? Yeah, you know, we got, um, yeah, yeah, you know. So All right. We just planning for the weekend. All just right. Just for the weekend. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But other than that, since I last, or, or since we actually checked in, okay. um, we had the wedding shower a couple mm-hmm. weeks back. Uh, so it was nice to just get, um, or just to feel the love from, like, everybody uh, like close family, uh, just you know, having that or, or just getting in that wedding mode, um, getting gifts, uh, again, just being showered uh, with love. So that was dope. Um, outside of that, um, got a call Thursday this week before we uh, get to Milwaukee, yeah, about harvest. Uh, so the plans, which I know I told you, yes, sir. Um, we are looking to going out west uh, this in the summer fall season. Yep. Um, for harvest, so yeah, uh, some big things going on in the wine world. Um, damn, there's a lot that's happened actually since we checked in last. Yeah, um, man. Go ahead, bro. ISO had a had an article. Um, oh yeah, the buyer, the buyers dot net mm-hmm. uh, had an article written on. On your boy, yeah, I see Cab, you right here. Cab J, come on, bro. Um, what this is? Yeah, yeah. Hey, God is good. Yeah, God is good. Bringing the fire on the buyer. Oh, got you. Yeah. Bars, bars. Oh, oh yeah, wine desire. Won't he do it? Won't they he better do it. inquire. 
But yeah. nah, man, there's been never, a lot. <laughs> never expire. Yeah. Don't call me no liar. All right. Thanks, bro. I appreciate no it. No cap. No need to retire. I appreciate it. Done? No, no. I appreciate it. Um, a lot's been going on, but a lot of good and things. And we going higher. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good things have been going on over here. What's been going on with you, though, bro? Oh, man. Crazy, bro. What's up? We here, man. What's um, up with D? Man, What's up with Pod Mahomes? Got, got, you know, uh, got Mark, man, the sniper, the shooter in the oh, building. Yeah. In the building. Sure. Shout out to Marcus for coming through for, for the shots. Um, otherwise, man, I am... Uh, to capacity right now with work. It like real estate is taking a crazy, crazy boom. Um, and we blessed, we blessed out here. But yeah, looking forward to this weekend, man. Getting busy. Super excited for the weekend, man. For sure. Uh, just happy to be with my guys. Happy to be with my guys. Yeah, celebrate, celebrate. We we coming to the breweries. What else we got? Getting busy at the wine bars out here. Oh, you yeah, know. You know, yeah, for sure, man. Some light, some light, crazy. Little light weekend. But I'm excited. I'm yeah. Excited. For sure, we I we didn't run it out the whole Milwaukee Bucks arena. That's what I'm. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, bro. You didn't even tell me that one yet. Yeah, All for right, sure, it's that. a surprise. Damn, so do I need my shorts? Yeah, shoes. No, no we gonna have jerseys. Oh, all right. In unison. Oh, yeah, bro. Anyway, uh, I just <laughs> I just gotta show up. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's it. That's <laughs> just it, bro. Show up for sure, man. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, what are we drinking this week? What we got going on? <clears throat> Man, well, we uh, shout out to um, the Michigan Wine Collab. Uh, shout out to Twine last week. Uh, it was a blessing to in a interview Nicole. Um, but this week we um, got some more Michigan wines for you guys. Uh, we're gonna let Andrew from Odalis dive into the wines that we got. Um, got a nice little interview uh, lined up uh, with Modalis Wines and Andrew Backlin, uh, the winemaker there. Uh, but we're going to let him talk about those, but we'll get into that right now. Let's do it. So, you already know we're on Instagram, but we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Yes, sir. Just search Music in the Bottle podcast on all those platforms and give us a follow. All right. Back to the show. All right, y'all, we are back. It's Michigan Wine Month, and we are featuring this week um, Modalis Wines. So we have with us Andrew Backland, winemaker over at Modalis Wines in Finville. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod, Andrew. Yes. Happy to have you, man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Andrew, tell us, how's the week been, man? We always kick off with, with wanting to know how, how things are going for, for everybody. It's Tuesday, but yeah, it feels like a week for sure. <laughs> exactly. So seriously, uh, we're getting stuff ready to go to the bottle, and it's been a challenge, but uh, we're we're getting there. So nice, nice. Yeah, I, um, for those that don't know yet, I work in the tasting room at Modalis, so I saw Andrew hard at work yesterday, uh, <laughs> getting some stuff done. So <laughs> trying to get Jamel to clean some tanks, but. <laughs> too cool for it though one day oh he seems like the tank cleaning guy to me to be <laughs> honest <day>. with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah one day he'll get me over there for sure for sure man right good stuff first and foremost thank you to emily and the michigan wine collaborative for putting us together yeah uh, super excited to, to dive deep here most definitely except or especially for michigan wine month that I, I think we you know like we had these plans to get these interviews out 
um, prior to this, but it just kind of made sense as well just to do everything for Michigan Wine Month. So here we are. Um, yeah. Excited to get going. Um, so after we check in, we usually talk about the wines. Um, so we have today a 2018 Chardonnay, and we have the 2018 Lamastis Red Blend. So if you just want to walk us through uh, just, yeah, just the these wines, um, the process of releasing them, um, I guess what the year 2018 was like um, as far as harvest went and what we have in the bottle right now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, both these wines are from our estate right there in uh, Fenville. So we have the estate property and our vineyard's about uh, close to five miles away. So it's right on the lake. We get that nice breeze. We get that nice cooling effect in the summertime, but it also warms in the uh, wintertime. So we can, uh, we can grow vinifera where some other people may not be able to. So, you know, vinifera being Chardonnay, Riesling, Cabernet Sauvignon, things like that. We're at a, a really cool spot. So in Michigan, like you kind of need that proximity to the lake. So a lot of people think Traverse City and things like that because they're right on that peninsula. Right. You know, like there's yeah. a lake on either side and that kind of temperates things. Um, and we're kind of blessed with a, a really cool vineyard site there here in Fenville. Um, I think it's about half a mile off the lake. So when it gets really cold, the lake is like a big battery for that heat and it blows that heat off the lake into the vineyard. So we're not too cold and in the summertime, it keeps us cool. So we have that nice kind of old world acidity where, uh, in California, sometimes you have to add the acid back. We kind of get to retain that natural acidity, which is, which is a lot of fun. Um, like you said, we have that Chardonnay. So this is the Chardonnay that's grown right there on the estate. This Chardonnay is barrel fermented, but we like to do it in neutral wood. So we still do like traditional Chardonnay fermentation where we do it in the barrel. We do batonage uh, where we stir up the leaves, but we don't want to get that big buttery oaky flavor. So we want to keep nice crisp fruit flavors without going overboard. Um, then we also have the Lamastis Red Blend, which is a traditional Bordeaux blend, kind of like a bad rip off of uh, Cheval Blanc or something from Bordeaux. <laughs> so uh, main constituent is Cabernet Franc, the remainder being Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, about 25% new French oak. So we just try to let the fruit kind of express itself. It ends up being like a, a field blend from the vineyard. So we have all those varieties. We just pick them all at the same time, ferment them together because we feel like that's how it always turns out the best. We tried to ferment them separately, but like that vineyard kind of has this, this vibe to it. Yeah. That like uh -huh. they all need to go together to kind of right. show the, the, the place of the site. So that's kind of where we've leaned into on that, which I, I think it's fun that we can take this wine that kind of shows the site. It's not like my hand. It's kind of what mother nature and that site kind of gives us. And it's, it's kind of been a, a fun journey kind of developing that wine. So awesome. So this will be is that we're on our third year of this blend where, you know, it's like you try to keep things aside or blend other things in and the vineyard kind of tells us what things should be. So it's been a lot of fun. And that's a, uh, I mean, awesome. like that's, I think the fun part about wine that you, you can just kind of let um, nature do its thing. I mean, that's essentially what, you know, part of the winemaking process should be, you know, you're letting the yeah. year do whatever the year is going to do. What I mean, you can't control Mother Nature, so you just kind of yeah. go with the flow. Um, and then, you right. know, once Mother Nature says, hey, this is what I'm doing, then you kind of step in and, you know, work your wizardry. But um, super cool, super cool. I know we yeah. 
or Daryl had the 17 blend on the pod um, earlier in 2020, uh, which he enjoyed. Uh, so excited to see him get into this one too. Um, the Chardonnay or just, yeah. or just going back to the Chardonnay, you mentioned how, you know, it's in that neutral oak. So um, a lot of people get turned off by that buttery, you know, like, ugh, like this is too much on the palate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one is smooth. Like you get more of those, uh, fruit notes first. And like I said, kind of still get some creamy notes on the nose. Uh, but it's a, it's definitely not your average Chardonnay. It's, it's, it's an easygoing Chardonnay. And I know Chardonnay is like a varietal that people tend to stray away from because they haven't found one. And I think, um, you guys do the, it. the ABC drinker, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Anything but Chard. Yep, yeah. yep. Yep. But I think this one is a good, like I said, fruit forward base where, anyone can enjoy it so definitely enjoying this i usually try to or the chardonnay i usually recommend the shard for sure for those um at the winery looking to drink more of a white wine and then obviously the um red buns are my go-to so um yeah these are like i said these are awesome these are awesome for sure awesome man good man uh and i think that's the fun thing you know being in Michigan, I, I come from California where we can pick on our ripeness levels. Like we know every year, like yeah. these are the chemistries that I want to pick things on here in Michigan. We have vintage variation kind of like, like a lot more like Europe than, than like, like California. So it's like, man, we just take what mother nature gives us for that year. And we try to make the best wine out of it. Like we're not trying to craft the same wine every year. It's like every year that you have, like, if you like the 2017, you might not like the 2018, but yeah, you know, like it's two different drinkers. And I think that's what's fun about wine is that you're always, you're always on an adventure and you're always finding something new and things can be different every year. You know, like who wants to have the same thing, you know, year exactly. after year, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a new adventure. And that's, what's a lot of fun about, about Michigan. And so like, maybe we didn't have those, those big, you know, uh, brambly fruits or dark fruit, but this year we have these bright red fruits, you know, like it's yeah. a different yeah. expression every year which I, I think is really cool that I, I didn't have the experience being in California getting getting to do. You know, it right. it, it definitely feels like the wild Midwest, but we, we get I think a better representation of Terroir out of the time where it's like we get to really express that place and that time and that season every year. So Most yeah. Much agreed. Much agreed, man. Tell us a little bit about how you were first introduced to, to the world of wine and the industry. Yeah. So, uh, I grew up in Northern California, like close to Napa, close to Sonoma. And, uh, I was actually a musician before. So I'd always had friends at wineries cause that was kind of the, <laughs> that was who hired around, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those are the jobs. And, um, between some tours, I, I'd done some chemistry in school and uh, a job opening for a lab tech job in a winery opened up. And I actually thought, like, man, really cool to be a brewer. And yeah. I was like, hey, if I get into wine, get into fermentation, then I think that I could really, uh, you know, move my brewing job ahead. Uh, you know, eight or nine years later, I'm still alive. <laughs> it was really like, uh, whoa, like, this is, like, crazy. There's so much, like, culture and history and civilization. Like, seems like it thumbs up humanity you know it's like once you crack that egg you know it didn't stop oozing right yeah which which is what i love about wine it's like man you 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 can never become an expert like there's always something that you can learn something that can be new to you yep. you know like whether it's you know something from moldova or you know something from michigan like 
you'll never have known everything about wine, every region, everything that's going on. Like it's, it's definitely a fun, adventurous thing to, to learn more about all the time. Awesome. Awesome. I agree. Um, so you, you've kind of touched on some of the processes that kind of go on here, um, in the Midwest, calling it kind of like the wild Midwest. Um, I guess speaking more on Modalis as well. Can we trademark that? <laughs> I'm, the hey, wild Midwest. Hey, Hey, yeah. it's What's up? Yeah. it's all yours, man. It's here. It's, here. it's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We got to put the backland tag you on thought, that. You, you saw it first here. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Um, but walk us through some of your favorite things, I guess, about being at Modalis, and then just kind of like, um, or like, what are your some or your favorite things about being out in Napa? Um, so yeah, just just kind of touch on like the uh, contrast and the and the difference of you know. The mid or the wild Midwest and then the wild wild west. <laughs> You're right, man. Mild wild, mild yeah. <laughs> the mild Midwest. The wild, no, the wild, no, the wild <laughs> Midwest. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you got it. Um, what you know? What I, what I really love about being out here is there's like so much freedom to be expressive. Where like. If you're in Napa, you know, sometimes land can be three quarters of a million dollars an acre. And it, it, so the market's kind of driving what, what kind of wines you're going to make. You know, mm. so you're going to make a big cab, you're going to make a big Chardonnay because you have to get that money back to whoever invested in you. Where here in the Midwest, like land is so cheap, um, adventure is so new that we, we really don't even know what we have yet, which I think is cool. You know, like, you guys talk so much about music, but like if you're a pioneer in the music world, like you don't even know what you have until you have it. You know, like if, right, if you're yeah. that, that, that founder on that sound, like we don't even know yet what kind of sound we have out here. And I, I think that's a mm-hmm. lot of fun that like, mm-hmm. like this year we did a lot of like native ferment stuff, a lot of natural wine. It's like, can we do this year? Like right. I took like a big gamble this year. It's like, can I even do this? Cause everybody said, no, don't do that, man. You can't do that here. It's like, well, because he said that, like, now I want to try it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the varieties. Like, man, I'm bored with Cab Soft. Like, I, I love a nice glass of Cab Soft. But, yeah. like, is that where I find, like, inspiration and something new? Like, I've had it a thousand times. And that's probably uh, not great for my liver. But, you know, I've right. had a glass of Cab Soft a thousand times. Yep. So it's fun. Like, here, like, we can plant stuff from, like, you know, southern france stuff from germany stuff from austria stuff from eastern europe and it's like who knows if this is going to be the best place that it could grow like you don't know yet you know like you know like when the tasting happened uh, i think it was 1973 you know the 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 paris tasting where they compared stuff from bordeaux with Mm -hmm. stuff from california california beat out a lot like man, like California was a great place to grow some of these Bordeaux varieties, you know, like to yeah. make these like impressive showy wines. We don't even know yet, like what these varieties can do, you know, like maybe this is the perfect place for something like Semillon or, you know, Petit Mansang or like, yeah. we don't know yet. So it, it's so fun to be able to, to be a part of experimenting and seeing like, what can we do out here and how far can we push the envelope when, if you have, you know, a vineyard that's worth a million dollars an acre, what risk are you, 
are you going to take any risks at all because you have to get that money back you know yeah. we're here we can take those losses we can we can explore a little more which i think is really cool and then to bolster that against my california experience like man it's awesome to make wine that everybody loves you know like yeah. tried and true wines that everybody loves like it it, it it was so fun to work with really true professionals, people who went to school, you know, who know how to make world-class Cabernet. And that was a lot of fun because it's like, it, it's so silly, you know, like, okay, you know, I, I lived in California. I worked with California winemakers, but you, you come out here and people go like, oh, you're from California. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. so it, it, it's 100%. fun to, to have that, to have that contrast, you know, like yeah. where it's like, yeah, I've been there, but, that's why this is so special because it, it is different. And I think you should pay attention, you know, like, to have that context that I've, I've had that and I wanted to have it, you know, to have that, that contrast between mm-hmm. the two. Um, and man, I, I would not give up having my time in California, but I'm, I'm so happy to be here, you know, getting to, to kind of pioneer a little bit and not be stuck in a corner making things yeah. that maybe aren't exciting to me. Cause you know, like, no one wants to be writing jingles, you know, they want yeah. to be making art that, that kind of uh, shows who they are. And that's, that's what I think is fun about, about Michigan, but you don't know who you are until you have context against another right. standard. So, 100%. you know, I, I love that I, I did some stuff in California and I love that I'm here now. So yeah. you also touch on, if that answers your question. Oh yeah, oh, for sure. Oh. You also touch on how, you know, like you don't, or I mean, when, when people think of Michigan, they think of Traverse City. Uh, and that's like, okay, like I have to go to Traverse City for wine. But, I mean, being at Modalis and being, you know, like on the southwest side, uh, there's there's a lot of good places uh, to get wine here on the west side of the state as well. And I try my best to tell everybody like at the wine, you're like, hey, like, I mean, there's a nice little trail like around here as well too. I mean, like you go a little bit farther up, you know, past uh, St. Joe or you stick in this Fenville area, you know, like Michigan as a whole has a great wine scene and it's not just Traverse City. Traverse City is great. I mean, yeah. those, I mean, like it's, it's an experience, but there's also like a great experience here on the West side of the state, which I think is super cool. Yeah. And I mean, we are like worlds apart kind of, you know, like people think like Oregon, California, Oregon and California are connected, you know, like, yeah. and that's kind of how Traverse City and down here feels like we kind of have two different styles. We're definitely a little bit riper here. You know, they make really amazing wines up there, but they're just kind of two different styles. Mm-hmm. And I think people are too, they're too quick to poo-poo stuff down here. You know, like, yeah. oh, it's not Traverse City. Like, well, Oregon's not California and mm-hmm. California's not Oregon, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it's fun that, that Michigan's starting to develop all these regions because you know, stuff that's happening in Anderson Valley and Mendocino is not like what's happening in Lodi. You know, like two mm-hmm. totally yeah. different yep. climates, yes. two totally different places. And I think we have to get out of this mentality that, you know, it's one homogenous place. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, again, people go like, well, your, your wine is not like California. Like, well, neither are the wines from Germany, like Spain. <laughs> you know, like, and that's, that's, we all have to have this like more adventurous mind yeah. on what a wine is. Yeah. And, and not get locked on a preconceived like palette. So I like a big Camus Cab Sauv. Like 
well, you're not going to have that here, but it might be something more like something from Bordeaux or the Loire. You know, like, yep. we can't just get locked on this one style as being a standard bearer. Like, we all have really cool things going on. And I think Southwest has a lot of fun stuff going on. And we're closer to Chicago or I, I think Detroit. You know, it, yeah. it's yeah. kind of fun to, to, to branch out. Traverse City is, is so cool. There's so many awesome winemakers up there, and there's a concentration, but. I think we're kind of the hidden gem down here, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's, and it, there's starting to be some volume, you know, like feels like every year there's a little bit more being said about what we're doing down here. And it's just a fun to be, it's just fun to be a part of what's going on, you know? Yeah. For sure. Agreed, man. Agreed. Sure. Uh, and kind of speaking to, to what you're speaking to here, um, we're away from Cali and now at Modalis Wines in Finville, Michigan. What has been your favorite part about being uh, at Modalis and in Michigan here? I think just kind of going back to that point that I talked about earlier, just this, this freedom to experiment. Um, I've never been in a place that have, has just kind of given me carte, carte blanche, you know, like you do, you do you, you kind of figure out your style and we can reevaluate if you totally mess everything up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. um, it's, it's been a lot of fun to, I mean, when, when we started this winery, there was, there was no wine, you know, like, yeah. so, it was a lot of fun to come in and just go like, okay, what's, what's my style? What's my sound? What's my feel, you know, and kind of define that across the portfolio. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to to measure up to another winemaker or try and repeat a style. Yeah. It, it was, it was very cool to come in and go like, this is what I like. This is what I want to drink. And this is what I'm going to make, you know? And I think that's been the biggest, biggest thing they've given me freedom here to like you do what what feels right for you and like what you want to make and they, they've never pumped the brakes on that and i i really appreciate that but it's like these are the kind of wines that i like to drink at home and these are the kind of wines that i, I want to make you know Most where like, uh, again like back to the the music thing like if you're an artist and you're overproduced and some producers going like here's the song that you're gonna sing like here's the lyric yep here's the beats like yeah. What is that? Like, are you just, uh, you know, are you pretty much singing karaoke? Like you don't yeah. want to be in that position. It's, it's fun to be able to kind of define what your style is and work with the environment here. Like, okay, what, what do we do well and kind of accentuate that? So that that's, that's been the best thing I think about working here at Dallas. Andrew, would you consider yourself an artist and what you do right now? I, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, you know, I think you're a wizard. There's so many, (laughs) so many, so many things that people do that I think are artistic. You know, I think we, we, we put things into such rigid boxes. Like that's not art. This is art. So, I mean, I think the person who's, you know, cooking every day at your favorite restaurant is an artist. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of things that we, the person cutting your hair is an artist. So I, I think, do I consider myself an artist? Yes. But I think that art is so much bigger than what we've lumped it into, you know? So I, I make alcoholic drinks that are tasty that people can enjoy. And if you want to pontificate about it, you can, if not, you can just enjoy it, you know? So mm-hmm. I guess that would be my answer. And that's also something that you're doing uh, with the Uba brand. Uh, so talk to us a, a little bit about the Uba ciders and the wines that Modalis has, um, which I think are, I mean, like it's, it's like a super easy sell at the winery. 
um, for, you know, like yeah. a group of, you know, five, you got two people that are truly into wine. The other three are like, I'm just here because they invited me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then you introduce, oh, well, we have these effervescent wines um, that, you know, are a little bit more fun going or easy going, or we just have the ciders as well. So talk to us a little bit about um, the Uber brand. Yeah. And Uba as it sits is kind of like in its own phase of evolution. When we started that brand, we wanted to be very like experimental and just kind of, if we want to do it, we're going to do it. Yeah. You know, where there, there's, there's so much history and context to fine wine that you have to, oh, I got to be like the Bordeaux blend, or I got to be like this crew in Burgundy, or I got to be this, that. The Uba, the Uba line is just throwing all that out. It's like, mm-hmm. can I make tasty stuff that's fun to drink? You know? Yeah. So uh, we just keep evolving with it. But that that would be the mainstay with Uba. It's like, is it fun and is it fun to drink? So we've been having fun. Like like you said, um, the, the current iteration of Uba has been a lot of hybrids and they're all effervescent. That was because... In 2018, 2019, we had a winter that hit us so hard that we didn't have <laughs> yeah. any vinifera. Yeah. <laughs> and so we made some fun blends. Like we have a dry red that's like dry Lambrusco, you know, just kind of fun stuff. But as we evolve the brand, we're bringing in a lot of other stuff. Um, you know, we want to have it kind of be like that brewery feel where like you don't know what you're going to you're gonna go into the tap room and taste. Like we, we want to kind of evolve it into that same kind of fun thing. Like, I want to go back. I want to try something different. I want it to be experimental and fun. So, you know, if we want to ferment a wine with Britannomyces, then let's do it. If we want to do blend Sauvignon Blanc, Cabernet Franc, like, you know, uh, father, daughter, blend, <laughs> let's do it. You know, let's like, try it, yeah. But I think the Uba the, the the line is just kind of like no rules. Like, let's try and make something that's fun and make it happen. You know, like, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to pontificate about it. You know, like, I, I, like that's that's where like the creative outlet should really live. You know, like yeah. with the medallist stuff, I really try and follow like more old world rules. You know, like I make things in a certain method. Yep. With yep. Uba, it's like whatever, whatever kind of is on the whim. That's what we're gonna do. So. Yeah, and like you, you work with us, but like most of the Uba stuff right now, it was before the big can boom, but we started putting it all in cans mm-hmm. and fizzing it up. So it was like, like what can we do that's just whatever the hell we want? You know, like that, that's how it felt. You know, like we kind of want to put wine in cans, you know, like, and that's kind of weird and it hasn't been taken up by the market yet. And, but that, that, that's kind of how Slowly. it feels to me. Yeah. Like, whatever the hell, whatever the hell yeah. we want to do, you know? And yeah. that's, that's fun and kind of freeing, so. Yeah, and, like, again, like, I mean, like, I go, or, like, at the winery, like, I, you know, try to, like, promote the traditional brands, and then you get those people that are, like, no, like, I'm not really following you. So, I'm, like, all right, well, here are, you know, here, here here's the Brute Red, here's the Brute White, here's, here's the Dolce Red, try these, and it's, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I think I do like wine. All right, well, you're getting there, but enjoy these, have fun. Don't think about anything. And yeah, you, you just get to enjoy the process. I tend to tell people like, Hey, like 
you know, if you don't want to bring a bottle to the beach, here's a can yeah. <laughs> of something yeah. <laughs> to take well, to the beach. And I, yeah, I, I see it as so much more like experiential. Like sometimes we can get so high with wines, like, oh, do I get notes of, you know, white truffle and, you know, uh, sneaker uh sneaker rubber and blah 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> like sometimes you just want to hang out with family sometimes you just want to hang out with friends yep. and enjoy the moment yes and that's what i feel like uh uba has been a lot of fun with is that like it's just hedonistically like good like he, like hedonically within you evolutionary like you just enjoy it and you don't have to sit there and think about it you know like because sometimes you buy uh $40 bottle of wine. You know, like I, I can't just sit there and like drink this and enjoy my friends. Like I have to think about this wine because I paid this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And like, that can be great. Like I love that. I do that all the time. Like I love to do that, but sometimes I don't want a Miller light, you know, like sometimes I want to be with my, with my friends and with my family. I don't want to have something that's delicious and I want to enjoy them rather than like my I guess I'm so scatterbrained, you know, like yeah. I'm thinking about the drink. I, I swirl water in the glass. Like I, I have this tick, you know, like I'm like <laughs> always swirling, but like I I'm want getting to there. be present I'm getting. sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I think the Uber line is like, be present, be present with people around you, you know? I like that. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. I love that. Um, switching it up a little bit. What, what What's your go-to grape varietal right now? Ooh, uh, Riesling and Riesling always probably, but, <laughs> and I guy. know that my guy, probably, <laughs> pro- <laughs> safe, safe probably answer. Some people grimace, <laughs> uh, but Hey, you guys who are out there who have not had good Riesling, yeah. please go search out good Riesling stuff from Alsace, stuff from Germany. What's cool about Riesling is like, it is the most transparent grape. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, if you want to talk about the idea of terroir, the idea of place, the idea of a time, I think Riesling can be one of the most fun grapes. Because, like, you can have a Riesling that's planted half a mile, like a, a vineyard half a mile from one another, totally different. Like, it, it just shows the sight and the care that goes into it. Where I could take a Chardonnay, I could harvest it, I could put it in a barrel, I could stir it up, you know, like do some leaf stirring. I can make it pretty much into what I want. I, I can't do that with Riesling. Riesling is just, it's going to be what it's going to be and you can't manipulate it too much. Yeah. And uh, people always think like, oh, sweet Riesling. Like Riesling can be like one of the driest, mm-hmm. most yes. austere wines you can drink. And like, that's what I love. But yeah, like the scale and, like, is so wide. Food. Scale is so wide yeah. on the Riesling. So, I, I mean, I, I want to get, like, a Riesling evangelist tattoo, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, sure. uh, no, Riesling, and then maybe for red, uh, I really love Gamay. I don't have it yet. I couldn't get any vines, but uh, what they make Beaujolais out of, mm-hmm. if I could make that. Like, I, you know, I have a limited funds to buy wine. So, I instead of buying, like, Grand Cru or, like, really nice Burgundy. Yeah. I buy really nice Beaujolais for $30 and anybody out there, if you're looking for a bottle that's like, it's going to blow your mind for, for a good price point, go buy Grand Cru Beaujolais or like a good Beaujolais village because it's awesome. So I love Gamay and I love Riesling. I I think the two that, that, that 
bring them together, like they're they're both drinkable. They're just mm-hmm. so delicious. You yeah. know, like there's some wines you struggle through and you, you think about it. Like that's one that I taste in tar and yeah. smoke and things like this. But man, I love these wines that are just yeah. like, wow, that's so drinkable, you know? 100% and social. Like I feel like racing is the yeah. most, it's mm-hmm. super social and I feel very comfortable. You talk about enjoying it, just enjoying wine with family and bring it with anybody too. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. And everybody enjoys yeah, yeah. it for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. And like, what a what a fun page to turn because I feel like people who drank Riesling before be like kind of looked down upon like oh you drink sweet wine like I've graduated the Cabernet like you don't know what I'm doing you know like but like how cool is it to bring people back in the fold that like Riesling you know like yes because we can all be on different adventures in Riesling so like whether it's your grandma who likes sweet Riesling or you like some dry Alsatian awesome juice like it's fun to have a conversation about it, you know, and then we can all grow through that grape. Cause it's like, it's silly that we should all drink what we like and like what we drink, you know, but it, yeah. I think reasoning is a fun place to be in the middle where it's like, Oh, you like this? Like, well, have you tried this bottle? And you can kind of, you can both come to the center and, you know, where right. it's something that if, if, if you're a sweet Moscato drinker and someone's a dry cab drinker, it's hard to come in the middle, but, if you can be like, I like dry Riesling, you like really sweet Riesling, we can keep sharing bottles mm-hmm, and kind yeah. of come connected, you know? Exactly. Which is, I think is a lot of fun. Cause like, I think wine's all about sharing who you are and what you like, you know, yeah. and it's, it's fun to come together around a bottle. For sure. Agreed. Speaking on um, your favorite grape varietals right now, um, do you have a specific like artist or type of music that you would pair like a Riesling with or... Um, you know, a Beaujolais. Oh man. <laughs> Put you on the spot on a little the spot, bit. Yes. <laughs> Put you on the spot a little yeah, bit. For sure. He was a musician as well. He is a musician still. <laughs> still is. So should be easy. <laughs> Shoot. No, it, do- it doesn't make it easy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think like, um, when I think like reasoning, I think like Figaro's. Have you ever have you ever heard Figaro's from? They're like Icelandic, like pop music. Mm-mm, I don't think so. Uh, I think I've enjoyed to, some to of me, this in uh, in Ireland actually in a silent disco. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't ask how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, how we got here? But, but yeah, you, know, you have to go. You have to go look at Figaro's. Uh, I'm sure I gave you a different answer last time you guys asked, but uh, <laughs> but uh, this time. Figueroa, it's really cool because it's really, like, ambient, cool, like, pop music that kind of has a flow to it. And I don't speak Icelandic, so it's, like, I don't understand everything that's going on. So it just has this cool flow, you know? Like, and that's that's how I feel like reasoning is energetic, and I don't understand it, and it has a flow to it. You have to go look at Figueroa, S-I-G-U-R-R-O-S. If you want to go to sleep, listen to Figueroa. Okay. Uh, yeah. For Gamay, Gamay is kind of like a bastard grape. You know, it's like, it, it's always been like by people in France, like they've tried to rip it out. Like it's, it's not Pinot Noir. Like mm-hmm. it's not Pinot Noir, but why do you have to, why do you have to be Pinot Noir? Um, so for that, shoot, I'd have to think like some like 80s cringy metal band, you know, like <laughs> something like, uh, 
ACDC or something. I don't okay. know. You know, it's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You don't quite fit in. It's not not quite okay. your thing. But uh, yeah, I, I see know. that. I see that. Definitely. If I had to delve into hip hop, I don't know. Oh man, uh, it's. Yeah. What, 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 I, I think I would stay give, with 80s give, metal. Give, give, give re- it, yeah. it, it's right where, I mean, yeah. that's a pinpoint. I think the 80s, are, and just in terms of that, John, that, those 10 years had a lot to do with music, even today. And everything sampled from, yeah. from that time. Yep. 80s music, is 80s pop is like mm-hmm. back in action right now, which is freaking so crazy. I have to, I have to throw, throw back on you. If, if you had to, to give Riesling some kind of music, what what music uh, personifies reasoning to you? Um, <laughs> for me, like I'm, I mean, for me, like I'm gonna go uh, just just off the top of the head for just the versatility of the grape itself. Um, I think we uh, look at the weekend and how he's yeah. kind of um, evolved from being this more dark R and B, um, you know, toxic person to where. <laughs> um, he uh, now is living on the Billboard charts, making songs that you, I mean, hear everywhere, like yeah. at your grocery store, at, you know, 100%. wherever the place yeah. may be. So um, I think off the top, that, uh, or in, in general, just based on, like, how you can go from dry to very sweet Riesling yeah. to an off dry, the weekend can hit every different level um, so he can still do, you know, great R&B music, but yeah. also can, like I said, make a make a song like Blinding Lights that's <laughs> yeah. nothing like The weekend that we first heard. Yeah. So. <laughs> or, I mean, his, his first, uh, like, yeah. three three mixtapes which weren't digestible to the, to the public. Like, yeah. it, it was horrible. Just horrible exactly. music or very dark music that people yeah. wouldn't like if they actually, actually so, went back and listened to. Yeah. yeah. If I had to go back to hip-hop, I was thinking about Gamay and seeing like Andre Nicotina. Mm-hmm. Like not yeah. hasn't quite made the made the mainstream a little okay. bit out, but people love it. You I know, like, like it. Okay. being from Bay Area. I don't know if you've heard of Andre Nicotina, but I've yeah. heard the name. That was like my no, my I, my no, childhood. I have this like familial like like attachment to Andre. Yep. The go Bay. go out and listen to Andre Nicotina after this. Okay, yeah, for sure. And that's for the Bay. Because sure. like <laughs> underground Bay Area rap. From the Bay Area to the my, to the wild mis- Midwest. God damn, I'm gonna get that sooner or later. Gay area. The Yay gay area. area. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Oh man, the mild wild the Midwest. wild Midwest. Holy crap. I'm telling you, I'm gonna get it. Well well brand that's the that's the name of the episode, obviously. <laughs> the mild wild Midwest. Print the shirts and I'll buy it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Say less. Yeah. Everybody pre Pre-orders are coming out after this yeah. episode, uh, Wild Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Wild <laughs> Midwest, and then we're just going to put a hyphen and then backlink. That's it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we got you. Got it. Stamped. Yeah. Stamped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, man, if you could share a sneak peek with our listeners, uh, what are some of the new wines we can expect to see see this year? Oh man, it, it it was a lot of fun this year. We kind of got to collaborate with a lot of growers, so we kind of got to like pick and choose what we got. So we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're doing like Gruner Veltliner this year from up in the Leona Peninsula. Mm-hmm. We're doing Blaufrankisch. Uh, 
bunch of cool like Cabernet Franc. We're taking Cabernet Franc and not aging it in wood too long, just keeping it nice and like carbonic fresh. Um, like I said, we're doing a lot of natural wines, so a lot of stuff that hasn't seen sulfur at all, naturally fermented, no yeast added. Um, big, big Pinot Noir this year for, for Michigan. Uh, it's just been a pretty like delicious year, I'd say. Like, it's just like awesome. a lot of stuff that I want to drink, you know, like no, no bragging, nothing like that. It's just like, man, I, I can't wait to have these bottles to bring home to right. my wife and to my family, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that's just a lot of fun. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I, I think I told you I've recently started going on a, a dive of Gruner. So, um, I'm, uh, definitely looking forward to whenever that's coming. So getting super stoked for it. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, it's, it, it's also cool. I mean, like as you expressed earlier and, you know, like you get the chance to, you know, just like, just express yourself with the grapes. Um, you know, you're not sticking to the basics. I mean, the basics are cool, but also, you know, you have Gruner coming, you're having natural wine coming, you know, you're doing all this stuff that, you know, you're just having fun with it. Even, I mean, like you're still following like your processes, you know, as far as winemaking goes, but, uh, just testing the waters of stuff here in the Midwest. So, um, kudos to you, my guy, kudos to you. Um, definitely excited i look forward to tasting everything while i'm at work looking forward to tasting more so thank you thank you for everything sir yes sir otherwise man thank you guys our pleasure our pleasure anything else you want to share with the people no uh at medallis we have a wine club going now if any of this is interesting wine club is live (laughs) yeah wine club is live now uh like Jamel said, we're gonna have a lot of new releases coming out. So if if you want if if you're interested, they'll be up on our online site. If not, come to our winery here in Fenville. It's close to Grand Rapids. It's not that far away from Detroit, Chicago. I mean, like if you don't want to make the trip up to Traverse City, yeah. there's actually a really cool spot to come out here, and you can you can taste in a couple places, and it's a pretty fun day. So as I think Jamel could attest. So, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you say that you, well, I might regret this, but if, if you say you came from the podcast, let the tasting room staff know, and I'll try and pop out <laughs> if it's too much, I might hide, but, uh, <laughs> no, I, I'd love to meet anybody who's, uh, interested in what Jamal and the guys are doing. Yes. So just let people know we love the support. Thank you guys for what you do. That's awesome. So we'll, we'll we'll tell the podcast listeners that they just have to have to let them know that they're from the podcast and say Wild Midwest just to get the, <laughs> get the plug. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks to get tank samples. Just say Wild Midwest. Yeah. There you have it. There, there you it have it. We'll uh, slightly pl- plug it, but see if anyone. Um, yeah, for sure. Happens to pop up. Definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thank you, Andrew. Much appreciated, man. Uh, super excited for the future. What you guys have going, obviously. Um, yeah, man. You've been killing it and continuing to. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely looking forward to the future. Um, like I said, this and as you mentioned, you know, if you don't want to go to Traverse City. Like I said, you're missing out on a great spot here on the west side of the state. So um, shout out to you and everyone at Modalis. Looking forward to the future, my guy. 
Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Cheers. All right, guys. It's time for the culture part of the podcast. We are here. We back. Yeah, fresh off. Man, Jamal and I did not, unfortunately, get drafted this week. Did not. Um, yeah, we were not invited to Pro Day, but who was was an offensive lineman for the Detroit Lions. Hey. Yeah, how you feel about that? We ain't get a tight end? Uh, <laughs> I, I did I did want that tight end, though, out of Florida or wherever he was from. Oh, yeah, um, he, was, he was nice. Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looked, went to the he was like Falcons. A yeah, for sure. I did want I did want him in there in Detroit, but we uh yeah we got we got offensive linemen. And what were your final thoughts with the draft? Um, so I didn't get a chance to actually watch the draft because I was at work. But um, just kind of going through you know like the you know like some of the top picks, it was just cool to see. Um, even though I'm not a big Ohio State fan, seeing Justin Fields, uh, yeah. Chicago, staying like close to the Midwest, yeah, I think that's a good look. Um, and then, yeah, like the Lions in general, um, I didn't know much about the offensive linemen, but I, I mean, just like seeing highlights and just hearing everybody rave about them. I mean, we talk every year about like the Lions and like, oh, like they keep messing up drafts, but yeah. um, I think. I think you can look at the last two and also looking at Hawkinson's success so far on the Lions. Yeah. I mean, kind of in that or actually re- or like uh, taking the time to actually rebuild, rebuild. Yeah. Like it looks like something is coming as far as um, the future goes for the Lions, like alignment. Um, Jeff Okuda last year. And like I said, Hawkinson has shined. Um, so things are looking or feel like they're looking bright for the Lions, but I guess shit can change once season one or, or week one hits. Hundred percent, hundred percent, real quick. You know, I didn't make the correlation that Brad Holmes, he came from St. Louis, right? The GM. Oh yeah, yep. But and that Jared Goff came was who he drafted. <laughs> I, yeah. I did not know that either. Yeah, I know. I didn't make that correlation. But what do you yeah. think about Goff? By the way, like. How do you think he'll he'll fare? And he seems like equivalent to me to like a uh, um man. It's tough. Like, do you think? Or I mean, I guess based on the quarterbacks in the North right now, yeah. We like got, we got the. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, we have the best quarterback in the North. Yeah, he like reminds me of an upgraded Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Thinking of Aaron. He reminds me of Matt, exactly what Matt Ryan was. Yeah. He's a Super Bowl losing quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. But he's not as good as Cam Newton by no, any means. Or prime no. prime Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a Super Bowl losing quarterback. I'm excited uh, to see what he does. I am as well. It'll be dope. It'll be dope to see him. Yeah, man. Um, other th- thoughts? Any other major thoughts with the NFL draft? Stephen J. Smith. <laughs> Um, no, like I said, I'm just, I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't tune in, but excited to, you know, see what happens, um, just as a fan of the Lions and just hoping to see their success, hoping that we get our, uh, Cubs moment, you know, um, soon and hoping that not even us, I mean, like our parents are, oh my gosh, you know, like we're waiting for that moment to, you know, like see a. NFC championship or you know, I don't a know. playoff win, yeah. my guy. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, That's it. But yeah, so it's always exciting to obviously get a reset on football. Yeah, and then 
obviously, you know, you just wait until week one hits, and then you just kind of hit the ground running from there and hope yep. your team does well. So Gets busy, for sure, yeah. man, for sure. Super shout-out to all those young men uh, out here, for sure, that, that were drafted and even undrafted uh, yeah. free agents that got, that got a shot. The Olympics banned athletes from wearing any Black Lives Matter apparel. apparel. Thoughts, Jamel? Man. Can't express ourselves no more. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess as an organization, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I guess as, you know, like a an athlete that yep. feels strongly about something, you should be able to express yourself in that field as well. Um, so it is kind of tough um, for, I mean, just in, just in general, um, just to see, like, stipulations put on things. Um, and, again, like, I think the NBA did it best uh, where, you know, they allowed players to express themselves. Yeah. Um, the NBA is not as global as, you know, the Olympics, the Olympics is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess that as an organization, you – you make the call, but do you feel like it is playing defense? And what I mean by that is, <clears throat> we don't want to bring it. We don't want to bring what what is a country issue to a mm. global and bringing that to yeah. a global issue. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah, I yeah, I, I guess that makes more sense. Um, and. Nothing against, um, and 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 at that point, like nothing against, like saying, "Hey, you know, we're not doing this for that reason." Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, I could see that play for sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it, about it, because um, it is a it's an issue that should be put on the forefront. Yeah, I will say. That a lot of these countries, unfortunately, look at it as, man, what you see happening overseas right now. Um, number one, India. Yeah. We mm-hmm. look at it. We look at it. How do we look at India? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of us may, may organize and put things together, but a lot of us is like, dang, that's not here, so it's not at my forefront. Right. And that's yeah. how other countries look at it as well, right? Yeah. Um, Don't bring that shit over here. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll say, I, yeah. No, we won't see. I mean, it's just it is fucked up. Excuse my language, but yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And like I said, I don't think. I mean, like it's it's out there, but when you speak on the defensive piece, like it it may not get as much backlash as it would if like the NFL or the NBA decided or whatever league in the United States decided yeah. to say no, we're not doing this. But because it is more of a global, you know, um, scale, yeah. then, you know, at some point you do have to play defense. But in the U.S., like, it's like, you know, you, you can't play defense when someone just died two days ago. 100%. Due to... Or yeah. when one of the largest, you know, the, the, the most headlining um, cases of the 2020s yeah. Yeah. happens and in the same day. There's another police shooting that yes. makes it to national national news. So, yep. 
Exactly. Um, In lighter news, Kawhi Leonard announces Culture Jam Project featuring Rod Wave and NBA Youngboy. Um, Culture Jam, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard working on a project with NBA Youngboy and Rod Wave. Yeah. He says parts of the proceeds will go to the Mamba and Mambasita Foundation. So it looks like um, some sort of collab project, potentially. Um, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, Just we we kind of go through or we don't necessarily talk. I mean, we talk about NBA and music on this podcast. so so, So there is a correlation between the two. And when you think about, you know, NBA players that, you know, are... You know, either rap or go to the league. Um, so um, I'm all for anything that the NBA does with rap and vice versa that rap does with the NBA. Um, and Rod Wave, NBA Young Boy, some of the hottest younger rappers in the game. So um, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> you and I both. You and I both. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a sans my comments and see where this goes yeah. because I don't want to speak too soon too soon on this project. Yeah, but I, I will say that uh, I'm excited to see what they curate and, and create for the culture for sure. Speaking of curating and creating, J. Cole got busy this past weekend, and along with that, he had an announcement that he was planning to play and uh, play basketball in Rwanda and their national. In, Af- in the Africa Basketball League uh, with the Rwanda Patriots. Shout mm. out to Don Cheadle. <laughs> um, Go ahead, Jamal. Shout out to my guy, man. Um, sh- shout out to Cole. Yeah. Shout out to Cole. You know, he's about to drop a project as I'm headed to my bachelor weekend. Hey. The off season. He's dropping. He's playing ball. Man, um, unfortunately, I probably won't won't be able to get to Rwanda for a game. But uh, kudos, kudos to him. Um, I think we touched on it briefly um, on, an, on an episode that we called Rapper Go to the League where we talked about J. Cole and how he was potentially trying out for the Pistons. Um, but just to see him, um, you know, kind of pursue, you know, or – just just kind of having that feeling like, okay, like I, like what I've done in rap is what I've done in rap, but also let me just take a little time and see what I can do here. 100%. Like, it doesn't have, I mean, no one's expecting him to sign with the Pistons or yeah. with anyone in the league, but if you want to go play basketball like overseas. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about the um, – do you think that he will bring a lot of publicity to the league? Or, um, I think it'll help for sure. I yeah. mean, should if they show the Ru- the Rwanda game on ESPN, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm watching. Yeah, it should be on BET. The culture. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Cole. Uh, what do you think about the interlude, man? Man, things can go one or two ways. Yeah. It can go up. Up. Or it can go down. I'd have seen both. But either way, I'm I'm prepared. Man, shout out to that nigga Cole, bro. Let me, yeah. let me get some gun. Let me, uh, not gunshots, Nicole. We're going to clap for Cole real quick. 
Man, I I I am excited. I am as well. I am thoroughly What if like it's the interlude? Yes. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. He came with it. He came with it for sure. Thoroughly impressed, and I like the melodic coal on this. Um, I was like, dang. People are gonna say it's like little baby, and I was like, this is not a little baby. Though. Yeah. No. Like, you know? Do you understand where I'm getting at though? Yeah. But like, I was like, man, no, this is not. Yeah. He killed that. It's like almost like a middle child bag yeah. where it's going to resonate like mainstream, but also like if you listen and it's like this yeah. nigga like went in and like, like this is cold that we're talking about. like surrogate mothers. <laughs> like this, this is cold we're talking about. Um, but yeah. And again, just, just as you mentioned, it's just the interlude, um, which I don't think, um, I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, this being, or, like, him re- releasing this before the project yeah. as, like, a single or whatever it is, which I don't think Cole released it. I mean, yes, like, this may, like, it's considered, like, a single because it came out before the album. Yeah. But, like, this is this is, this is just him just giving us a, a preview of the album without it. Like, he could probably care less if it, what numbers it did. It's just, yes. like, here's... Here's the preview to what I've been working on. Yep. And he just said, like, it's been years in the making. So, like, yep. some of these songs he's been sitting on. For a minute. Perfecting, um, getting them out there. So, yeah, I'm super pumped, man. Beat was fire. Yeah. Yeah. How would you think about the documentary? The documentary was dope. Shout out to Dreamville as a whole. Their uh, team does a great job with the docs. Um, yeah, they do a really good job. The Revenge of the Dreamers one, I know, that came out a couple years ago. There were a couple before that. I know he had one um, touching on, like, the Dollar and the Dream tour. That yeah, he used that was to. fire. I like that one a lot. So, like, all, I mean, does a great job with the docs. Uh, this one, like I said, super inspiring. Um, he, uh, just the one thing that, that got me the most, he touched on, like, um, him uh, talking with Pharrell. Yeah, and how Pharrell like says he's in the studio for like one to two hours max, and then he's out. And Cole's like, "How? Like, I got to be there for X amount of hours, twelve, thirteen hours." And just realizing that balance is important, and just knowing that um, you got to prioritize and like have things align, um, which is something that I found out on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, like early on, which I think I talked to you about. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just like Katie was like. We got to figure out how to make pod work yep. and to make life outside of the pod work because yep. I'm still here. Yeah, I, I want you to like enjoy the podcast and enjoy 100%. what you're doing, but yep. also there has to be a time stamp where you stop for the day yep. and worry about you know, or you're only beating yourself up if you you know get too you know jammed into what you're doing. Yeah. And that was, like, one of the biggest things. And, like, when he mentioned that, I was, like, I went through the same thing. Like, or like obviously, like, on a smaller level, but still. Yeah. Like, just realizing that balance is important and, you know, making sure that you have stuff in line and have, like, certain days that you do things. And especially as you start, like, getting involved with, you know, yeah. another person. And then just your family in general. Like, 100%. You, know, you just got to make sure that. You have that balance. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, no, I did not. Not yet. That's on for the night, though. 
Oh yeah. How long was it? Twelve minutes. <laughs> no, I, I, I was hoping it was like uh, I know. 40, 40 <laughs> I know. 50 minutes. I was so hoping I think, too. Yeah. And I saw twelve. I was like, yeah. well, for a run because I've been running with the treadmill. I mean, I'm, I've been on a treadmill watching yeah. movies. I watched Monster this week. Crazy oh, yeah, yeah. on Netflix. Fire. Uh, read that book. Shout out to Walter Dean Myers, one of the greatest, greatest black authors ever. Made a lot of stories about Harlem. Uh, the first book that I remember reading cover to cover. No school book, nothing. It was Slam mm. by Walter D. Myers. It is the most one of the most amazing books. Um, just about a basketball player. It was crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Monster was hella dope on Netflix. It's our Netflix sleepers for the week. Um, I, I saw it drop, but I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. You'll love it, bro. Uh, Katie would like it as well. And then um, I watched that Michael B. Jordan movie. Oh, on Amazon Prime? Yeah. How was that? Yeah. Okay. For sure, man. Definitely. My mom watched it. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> so, um, mom said said she said she watched the movie. She was like, Oh, like it was good, but I hate it when blah and blah died. I'm like, Mom, like I ain't watch it yet. <laughs> like you're not supposed to <laughs> She just don't get it. <laughs> like you can't. <laughs> nah, that's called that's called uh you snitching right now. <laughs> or not snitching, but uh, what is that called? You spoiling right now. I'm like, Mom. Mom, it's chill. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so hold up. Please. <laughs> but, but she said it was really good, though. So it was a good movie. Good movie. He did a great job on that. DJ Khaled. Khaled, Khaled. Hey. The album. Just went number one. Oh, did it? It did. Interesting. I think that's Khaled's third number one, is what I saw. Yeah. Could have four, but Tyler the Creator ruined that for him, huh? <laughs> Tyler Creator came out with that. <laughs> Cause you make my earthquake. <laughs> yeah, huh? I know, Khaled. <laughs> yeah, uh, did he deserve it? Or? I actually like this. Oh, okay. um, I enjoyed it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one nice to hear Jeremiah um, to start the album. Yeah. Um, with Wayne on the intro track. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, Rest, I mean, uh, whoa, <laughs> um, glad to hear that, that he's doing my is doing good, yeah, doing good. Oh, um, bad. um, but also for me, like, I mean, as much as I bash Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion here in this podcast, um, I enjoyed their tracks. Uh, Bryson had a good track, Bryson killed that track. That was the best song on the album. One with uh, Roddy or uh, yeah, Body Emotion, Body Emotion, yep. And um, obviously the two Drake songs that are hard. Those are the hardest songs on the album. If yeah, you're going for real, for real. But then that, uh, I I can't lie. One last, one less lonely. Came back with it. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty one bodied that verse. Oh my gosh, Man. killed it. Like I said, I thought overall, like I mean, yeah. and like I'm very skeptical about Khaled albums because I'm like, oh, like you get everybody together. Yeah. But it also sounds like complete mid most of the time. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like I said, from start to finish, everything sounded, I mean, worth listening to and some stuff that I'll go back to because there's some Khaled albums where there's those hits, you know, like the hits that you go back to, but the rest of the tracks on the album, you don't really, it's like, okay, like you. Thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. Exactly. What'd you think of that? Uh, that Justin Timberlake, Just Be, that was meant for Neo. Neo was supposed to be on there? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but no, J, uh, JT did his thing too. Oh, um, for real? I liked it. What about that Sorry Not Sorry with Nas and Jay-Z? I did like that one. Uh, that was the one with um, 
James Feltoroy. Yes. James Feltoroy. Uh, Girls Love Beyonce. Yep. Yep. Um, Would you, uh, who, who won? Verse wise? Jay? Nas. <laughs> Jay? Nas all day. <laughs> Nas all day. James Fulteroy. <laughs> three, three words. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's funny. Uh, for this one, I did not like the Meek Mill, her, and Bryson ta- song. Um, what song was that? Um, I can't have it all. I can have it all. Mm. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan for that. Uh, we going crazy either for Migos. Didn't you like that one either? I, it was okay. It just wasn't like for me. Um, yeah. I did like the second one, um, Every Chance with Baby. Yeah, that was straight. That was straight. I like that one too. Uh, I don't really know. Lil Baby, that's on every song. This is Lil Baby's album. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he did his thing per usual. Yeah, Lil Baby did. Shout out to Baby. And Definitely. again, listeners, we cool. We hash things out, you know, back. Oh, did y'all? Way back when, so you know, yeah. Yeah, I do like that. Cool. I like that Khaled continues to get Jay-Z and Nas on every single album. I like that he, he every album, Jay-Z and Nas is on that boy. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that, too. For sure. Respect. Respect. I mean, it's... Bless up. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Baby Keen featuring Travis Scott, do-rag activity. Mm. Thoughts? Do-rag activity. <laughs> Yo, there's something about Keem's voice that just makes yeah. you. <laughs> that, there's something about Keem's voice that just makes Travis Scott try to rap like him. <laughs> Ooh, shots, shots. Am I wrong? I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely made me want to get active, and I don't got no hair to be wearing do rags. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to throw one on. My boy got the beard rag. <laughs> Boy wearing a mask. He was wearing a mask before y'all was wearing a mask. <laughs> COVID mask activity. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked it though. I liked it. I thought it was straight. Um, it's a posse cut. It's not really going to make the radios. No. It's a posse cut for sure. Now, is he Rashad though featuring Duke Deuce? You heard that? The uh, Lay Witcher? Were you a fan? Yes. Oh, you liked it? I liked it. You didn't like it? The first the first couple listens, yeah. I can't say that I was vibing, but I was also doing some, like, or just scrolling through Twitter. Um, And then, like, as I listened a little bit more, I was like, all right, like, it's not bad at all. It was just something that I just wasn't truly vibing with when it came out. But also just hearing, like, apparently we do have a project coming soon. Yeah. Um. So hearing this where it's placed on the album, which we talk about multiple times, it might make the uh, single sound a, a little bit better as well. So I'm yeah. interested to see where it's placed at when this project drops. But I know the internet and everybody was going crazy because TDE hasn't dropped anything in a while. So Is it his album? Uh, is this going to be on it? No, is it his album that they're releasing? I think. He's dropping a project. Uh, that's what I thought. I think he is dropping a project. Yeah, he's straight. He can rap. Yeah. He can rap. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. The Alchemist released a EP called The Thing, This Thing of Ours. I feel like he releases something every single week. He don't stop working. For sure. Yeah. I guess, yeah. He, I mean, I guess when you tapped in like that, 
I mean, when you make beats all day, yeah. like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Zarface featuring MF Doom, Super What, the album. I did give this a listen when it dropped. Um, I didn't know it was dropping, but yeah. um, giving it a spin was a a, a nice, um, different vibe compared to everything else that I listened to when it came out. So yeah, it was nice to listen to. I texted my uncle the Spotify link, like, "Hey, did you know this dropped?" And he was like, "I didn't, I didn't see this, but uh, appreciate you enough." Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. MF Doom is very fun to listen to if you enjoy hip hop, for yeah. sure. Um, T Grizzly built for whatever the album. I got a chance to listen to this, and I'm gonna say I give him. I'm gonna give him four out of five stars on this one. I thought it was just a straight little listen. This was one of my favorite listens of the past two weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he did his thing. Um. I know we covered a couple of singles. Yeah. Uh, kind of over the past few weeks, but album as a whole, yeah, this was a yeah. He got busy. He, he did got his busy thing for sure. He did his thing. Um, Don Tolliver, what you need did not, did not impress, bro. Like I, I was not, I, I gave was it one listen, so I don't yeah. even remember. So it wasn't okay. So I'll talk about it. I'm happy to, I just, I, every time I see Don Tolliver's name, I think of euphoria and it better be a it better be right. those vibes. Like, yeah. or I think of, uh, after party or I think of like, man, it's, if this is what his next album's like, it's going to be rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and how could somebody sound so much like, the person that is the head of their label, but not sound like them at all. Like mm. Don Tolliver does a really good job of like low key sounding like the only other person Travis Scott could have signed that sound like him was, would have been designer or somebody like that. Like yeah. that's it. I, I feel like Don Tolliver sounds like Travis or has the same content, but there, once you put them on the same song, you can distinguish who is who right. really quick. So I thought that was was not it for me, but I will go back and listen to his other his other music because his shit slaps. Uh, Trippy Red featuring Playboy's Cardi, Mr. Rage. Um, I gave this one. Listen. Oh, listen to Trippy. <laughs> All right, I gave it one listen. Oh my god! Uh, from what I heard, I I would oh, I would go back. Here? I mean, like, I, oh, no, 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 like, I wasn't, I mean, like, I, you know, like, you trying to body your up? Now, you know that, um, <laughs> like, on my phone, you know, that meme with, uh, Jay-Z and his head's not in a little bit yeah, with the glasses yeah. on, yeah, black on set me up, that was me. Me up. come on, top of, you know, you know what, Playboy, come on, man, anyway, Playboy Cardi <laughs> and Trippy Red had a nice little release called Miss the Rage, yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't straight. bad, it wasn't bad at all, yeah, other projects and singles worth mentioning this week. YG, Mozzie, and Blast released Perfect Timing. I did listen to this. I like what I heard. A bop. Shout out to Blast. No, Shout out to Daryl for putting me on Blast, too, by oh, the way. Yeah, for sure. You already know what it Again, is. I got I to gotta shout you out every oh, time. I appreciate it, man. Got to shout you out. Just be finding it. You know what I mean? A&R. Uh, <laughs> Melvoni, Return to Sender, the EP. I did give this a listen. Um, a nice little EP. It was a short listen. Um you kind of see how much he or like him and Lil TJ do kind of sound alike. Yeah. Um, and I personally like him more than Lil TJ. Yeah. But uh, I think he's only shit, seventeen. Oh, uh, he's only our youngest out there. Seventeen, eighteen. Okay. Maybe yeah. not even eighteen. So we can't even get him on the pod or nothing. But. I don't even know about that. He can't even drink yet. Young MA <laughs> featuring Fabio. Hello, baby. Fabio Foreign. Uh, I did listen to this. Nice little bop. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. It was decent. Tusi. 
Thank You for Believing, the album. Listen to this. Shout out to Tusi. I saw him speaking with a billionaire on Instagram Live this week. He's doing his thing. And last but not least, our artist Uncorked, Koi Leroy. Don't invite me to no parties. Um, she released a single this week called About Me. She has been on fire, yeah. fire, fire. Um, super dope. And I can't not listen to that that party song. Yo. Yeah. Man. Every time that come on. Is there a version without Lil Durk on it? I think there's original, yeah. Yeah. But I don't, she didn't need I she needed him, but she didn't need yeah. sorry. She did not need him for that to be a hot song, but for publicity reasons. Yeah. For traction. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, his I mean, his verse is dope, but Straight, yeah. I mean, but everything that she says on that song without yeah. the, the Dirk verse is what I go back to more often than not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shout yeah. out to her. Truth. Shout yes, out to her. yes, yes. Now, next up, we are going to the wind down section of the pod. Let's get it. Let's go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Here at the Music in a Bottle podcast, we love to hear about new music. So if you come across a song or an artist that you think should be shared on the podcast, let us know. We'll definitely shoot a shout out your way. In addition to that, we love to hear any new music or new artists. Shoot us a direct message on Instagram and we'll get right back to you. Back to the show. Hey, what's going on? We are back for the wind down section of the podcast. We back. And we are here for the bottled up questions. Let's get to it. Let's go. First one, pick one. Salmon, catfish, or lobster. Who you got? I'm going to have to go with the salmon off rip. Ah. I have to go with the salmon, bro. Um, I mean, mainly because that's really all I've kind of enjoyed as far as um, my uh, fish journey goes, which, which we know that it hasn't really gone. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had popcorn shrimp? No, no. Interesting. You would like that because you like nuggets, don't you? I do. Have. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with catfish. The catfish, catfish nuggets okay. be they slap. Um, your dream collab album? Mm. I've probably said this before on the pod, but Kendrick uh-huh. and Cole. Kendrick and Cole. Okay, I got it. Um, I'm gonna go with. I think Drake and Rihanna will make some great music together. Ooh, a whole Drake and Rihanna album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that would that. shut things down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like sure. that. Uh, Denny's IHOP or Bob Evans? Drunk Breakfast. Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Denny's. All right. Denny's had the, um, the solid, uh, like, I don't know. It was like a three, four, or five type menu. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Get down with that. Get in there for two dollars, something like that. You can yeah. get a couple pancakes. All right. <laughs> I uh, as much as I want to pay homage to IHOP, I gotta go with Bob Evans because they held it down inside and outside the stores. Mm, yep, <laughs> for sure. I like that. Uh, keep two, drop two mixtapes of 2013. Acid Rap by Chance, Al Farah by Travis. YRN by Migos and Dream Chasers 3 by Meek. Mm, um, I'm going to have to go with the first two. I'm going to keep uh, am, yeah. Acid Rap and keep uh, the Travis mixtape. I didn't really listen to Travis back then, but as I've gone back to listen to that mixtape, I'm like, okay. Like, just seeing his progression from 
shit that to where he's at now is yeah and that mixtape has some bangers on there too yeah hell of a night is always gonna be in my top five yep yeah for sure for travis i got the first two as well on that one last one who's your favorite author man um your boy don't be out here reading like you should be uh, <laughs> don't do it like that you ain't even had to say that uh, they just asked who your favorite author was, bro. You could have said anybody. Come oh. <laughs> on, man. Um, but I'm going to have to go with um, the author that kept me held down through, um, like, my high school days. So shout out to J.K. Rowling's um, and the Harry Potter books. Solid. I'm going to go with Walter D. Myers, who we discussed yep. earlier, for sure. thought that was a, a really good tip. Walter D. Myers is a guy, for sure. Yep. Um sleepers new school this week new school this week um forgot to mention in the check-in that i got the chance to go to uh tilden park's um album release party or ep release party for digital trap Uh, i've been listening to the project um in general like while it dropped but um got the chance to chop it up with him as well at uh restaurant here in gr so uh shout out to tilden uh the opening track on that ep see you again um, real vibe, real vibe. He definitely shut down Muse um, with his um, release party, so I'm gonna put that on the playlist for sure. I love it. I'm gonna go with the Love Renaissance, Love Renaissance Cipher, which is a Spotify single. Uh, this is um, yeah, I had a lot of fun listening to this one. Uh, six they did seven their times. thing. Yeah, they did their thing for sure. So shout out to to all the groups there. Uh, I mean, so all the acts and the group. Yeah, um, thought it was a, a pretty solid two pack this week on Spotify singles. So, yes, sir. How was the wine this week? The wine. Shout out to Modalis. Um, the Chardonnay is what I got the chance to enjoy this week. Uh, I enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. Um, said I'm gonna give this one an eight, uh, and that is very great for me uh, for a Chardonnay. Like I said, as mentioned um, earlier on the podcast, this one isn't your average Chardonnay. It's not as, you know, you don't get that um, that buttery, like, popcorn, you know, like, true oak notes. Um, as Andrew mentioned, it's uh, neutral oak, so you do get more of those fruit flavors. So a lot of apple showing, um, nice crisp acidity, not too earth. It's listed as full-bodied, but I think it kind of falls more so medium on my palate. So, like I said, easy uh, drinking Chardonnay. Um, but you do get some creamy notes um, on the nose. But like I said, a, a nice a nice apple taste with hints of, like, a melon. Uh, but, yeah, I enjoyed the Chardonnay. Like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it an 8. Solid, solid. 2018 Lamastus. Um Bit of an oaky flavor on this one. It was interesting because it was a little cloudy in my glass. Not sure if that was some settling there or, but yeah, it was. Maybe. Don't remember that from two, the 2017. Um, yeah, I mean, I do, I did enjoy this. I'm going to give this an 8.2, bit dry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like the 17 a tad bit better. Yes. But it also depends on the day for me. That's what um, I was getting at. I think for me, uh, and I just tell people this all the time at the winery anyways, <laughs> um, but that mm-hmm. but, but that 17 has more of a, it feels more medium bodied and uh, softer on the palate. The yeah. 18 is more structured. So it's, 
you get more of that drying tannin structure. Uh, so it kind of has more of a bite to it um, versus the 17, which is a little bit more softer, but also it's been out longer than the 18. Yeah. But both uh, solid blends for sure. Definitely. This is a kind of wine that you match with prime rib, mm-hmm. a little bit of lamb, some chicken enchiladas. It's a dinner wine. Some stroganoff. Um, yeah, this was, it was a, a dinner good one. one. I like this one. So check it out. With that being said, we're going to see you guys next week for episode 56. Six. Damn. 56 of them? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. It's a year plus three. Let's get to I it. I think. Plus four. Let's go. <laughs>